Yes, he was. I want to thank you for joining us on this 19th day of January. You know, as we think about the goodness of God, he was there all the time. Some of us really know what that means. We know that when, when we was hitting that, breaking off car antennas and breaking glass and burning glass, burning our fingers and cherry stains all on the burns on the front of our shirts and different things. He was there all the time. When we was doing what we knew we should not have been doing, he was there all the time. You know, that's my testimony tonight. He was there. He was there. And we can never forget. I'll never forget. He was there. Thank you for joining us again on this 19th day of January. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Listen, if you know that he was there, if that rings a bell to you and you're looking for a church home, you know, ministry or growth, you know, we have room for you. I want you to know that we are taking the year with purpose. I'll be back shortly.
my God, he was there. He was there. If you, if you know what I'm talking about, give you ought to give God some praise because he was there. He was there all the time. He was there when we messed up. Some Somebody said when folks was lying on you, sometimes they was telling the truth. But God was still there. When folks turned their backs, when people walked away, when they said things they should not have been saying, he was still there. And those things may have been true, but God was still there looking at the day that we would sell out. I thank God. That's my that's my heart's desire. That's my purpose. That's what I'm doing. I told God I would sell out to him, you know, and, and give my life, give my all unto him. And I hope you're telling him the same thing. I'm not trying to give my life to, uh, you know, I was driving in uh, this evening. The wind is blowing here in Southern California and, you know, there's intermittent, um, you know, on the internet and different things that are going on throughout the day and this evening. Uh, however, you know, uh, God is still on the throne. He's still God. And I, I was just thinking about how powerful and how great he is and that he is my hero. You know, I've never been one to want to put a, a poster of an individual on the wall that you know, I admire people's skill. You can you can shoot a ball from half court. You can throw it down the field, you know. And but I, I believe in other skill sets as, as well, uh, because see, um, I've met players that have blown out their knee and got injured while they was yet uh, in training, and they had to rely on a new skill set. And so I appreciate the skills, but I also recognize that individual is just another person. Some of them is I went to school with. So I know they're not heroes. They didn't do anything to save a life or nothing like that. Uh, you know, they didn't inspire me to be uh, any. But, you know, God, God did. God gave me purpose. He gave me something that no one else. And that's something we have to instill in our children, because at the end of the day, uh, even Mary, Jesus' mother, was in the upper room tearing and praying and being obedient to the instructions and was filled with the Holy Ghost. She had to be saved. And so at the end of the day, everyone, flesh and blood, everyone that is here uh, that is, as today needs to be saved. That is from the queen, president, whatever administration. And let me let me say this here. Uh, listen, God is not into the conflict and, and politics that people are into in the name of Christianity. And that's just where it stays at acting like. And so um, but it's not acting like Christ. The Bible said, pray for the king. Our instructions as believers, as disciples, as the elect of God is to pray for administration, whether you believe in the policy, you, uh, you're along with them because there are evil uh, uh, administration. There is good administration. There is the lesser of the evil as well. And so we need to be mindful of what the word of God says above everything else. And I, so I hope you're praying and I hope you're praying because that the Bible said the, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Think about it. What if the whole nation was praying, praying a righteous prayer, praying a prayer that was not selfish, praying a prayer that would get the attention of God almighty. He said, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face. That is a unified prayer that's being spoken about. Then will I hear from heaven. I'll hear from heaven. God will hear from heaven. The person next to you, you're not trying to impress them with your words. You're not trying to impress them by rolling on the floor and all of that. You, you want to get God's attention. You want to impress God. Then I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal their land. 
And so it makes a difference in what we do. So I hope you're praying. I hope you're getting your family together. I hope you're taking your children and, and praying with them, grandparents, moms, dads, grandfathers, whatever position that you're in, grab them by the hand and say, let's pray. You can, you can take a moment to pray and it will go a long ways. Amen. As I said earlier, we're taking this year with purpose, and I hope that is your mindset. I want to say this right now while I'm thinking about it. Um, and, and so uh, write that down, you know, post it someplace. Make that your de declaration for the hour, for the day, for the week, for the month, that you are taking the year with purpose. Uh-huh. You know, let, let me just share something. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want to go too far ahead of myself, but listen. Cornerstone is consecrating unto the Lord, and, and, and I want to invite you to consecrate along with us. Uh, this is, we're in our second week of consecration unto God. You know, Daniel was in a consecration for quite a few years as he had to learn the, the ways and the uh, ethics and the language of the Chaldeans. And so everybody that was with Daniel was consecrating after uh, Daniel had proved his point uh, that God is able to keep them and reserve them and, and present them from falling. We begin our consecration on Monday, January 11th, through, and it is through Friday the 28th. And so like clockwork myself, I would get up every morning and have coffee. Same time, you know, and, and uh, sometime at the end of the day, coffee as well. And I, I walked by the coffee maker and, and I, I heard, you know, within my spirit, I had to give up some give up something that was dear to me. That was, that was coffee. And not only did I give up coffee, but I surrendered meat as well. And so I unplugged the coffee maker and pushed it to the side, you know, and um, yeah, and so it's just been water throughout the day uh, and juice. But I just want to encourage you to do something different and, you know, get outside of yourself. Uh, you, you Listen, uh, God gives it to the leader so that the leader can pass it on to the people. And so you, you want to stay close to the leader because uh, it is a connection that you don't have. Some think that, well, I'm no, you're different or I get to God just like you do. Listen, that's not what the Bible says when you have a righteous leader. Well, actually, if, you, if there's a cricket leader, uh, we can talk about that another time, but listen, uh, about the word of God. And so I want to point you to the book of Proverbs during your personal devotion. Your personal devotion, read the book of Proverbs. I like listening to the audible version. I like listening to Bible Gateway and, you know, and I like reading paperbacks. So, but get into the book of Proverbs. You might think you know what it's saying. Read it again. There's no personal interpretation. There's nothing private about it. Read it so that God can open your understanding. Because if we follow what the word of God said, if we really was following it, we would uh, be better off in a lot of situations financially. We would be better off if we followed the word of God in our in our bodies. We followed the word of God in our dress code, just different areas the Bible touch, and it all taps into our spirit. It all ties into the spirit. And so um, with that being said, I'm not going to be long this evening, I'm, I'm, but we're going to go into the book of Ezekiel. The book of Ezekiel, which is where we've been on the in the 34th chapter, we've traveled, uh, wow, uh, quite a few chapters, and we've learned quite a lot. I've learned quite a lot about God. Uh, some things uh, convict your soul. Some things stir your mind up and, and, and point you in a better direction. 
uh, some things that Ezekiel was dealing with as God called him from the task of ministry into being a watchman. He was already involved in ministry. He's in captivity. However, now God has called him to another uh, uh, another level. He called him up. You know, we like to refer to being called up, but the Bible said, he that is greatest among you, let him be the servant. And that's what we're going to be talking about this evening, because that's what God is talking about in the 34th chapter, verses one through five. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would bless us, Lord God, as we go into your word this evening. Bless those that are listening, those that are near, those that are far. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would touch those that are sick in their body. Remember, Sister Therese, Lord God, touch her, Lord God. Heal her, Lord God, of the sickness, Lord. Let it pass through her system. Rejuvenate her. Give her the strength that is needed, Lord God, the appetite that is needed, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we'll give you, be careful to give your name to praise. I thank you in advance for raising her up, for giving her proper rest, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, when the wind comes, it blows in viruses and different things. And, and, and so you have to really take care of yourself and be aware of those things as well. Not that you, you know, and so none of us is immune to anything that goes on uh, except by the grace of God. And so it's a natural, it's a normal thing for something to grab hold to you. And, you know, you got to fortify yourself. And so, uh, again, uh, thank God for you that are listening to those. Share the share the word with someone else. If you type in SML inside the pages, if you Google that, uh, it will take the individual to iHeartRadio, to Spotify. It will take them to iTunes, Google uh, Podcast, or even if you just go to ConnectingTruth.org. ConnectingTruth.org will take you to the live uh, podcast session that is playing. And not only that, but it gives you the archive of all the messages that have been exhorted, preached, and taught uh, throughout the year. And I'm sure that the word of God will bless you. Beginning at the first verse, it says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, Thus said the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherd feed the flocks? Yea, ye eat the fat, and ye clothe uh, you with wool. You kill them that are fed, but ye feed not the flock. The disease have ye not strengthened, neither have ye healed that which was sick. Neither have ye bound up that which was broken. Neither have ye brought again that which was driven away. Neither have ye sought that which was lost. But with force and with cruelty have ye ruled them. Wow. And they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts of the fields when they were scattered. You know, sometimes you see someone, you say, you know, that person used to be in church and you find out that uh, something happened and they were one of the uh, victim and scattered and that had been consumed by the beast of the, where is the shepherd? My question tonight is what are you eating? What are you eating? What are you eating? Think about it. <laughs> what are you having your hand right now? There are many diets. Weight loss, keto, 
Atkins, Mediterranean, Weight Watchers, now known as WW, vegan diet, uh, plant-based diet, you know, uh, Valmetrics uh, diet. There are so many South Beach diet, all these different diets. But let me tell you, the word of God is not one of them. You should not be dieting from the word of God. Neither should the word of God be withheld from you. That is the shepherd's responsibility to feed you. So again, what are you eating? You are what you eat. And so if the shepherd is not feeding you with the, uh, with, uh, if you're not being fed, you know, which you should get the, uh, uh, to nutrify the nutrients for your souls, then what are you getting? Are you getting that, that message that God's going to bless you in seven days? Are you getting the message that says you need to resist the devil and flee from evil so that you can be filled, you can be saved, you can be stronger than what you were when you entered the church doors. You can do better than what you were doing. You know, there's a commercial that I, I used to really just, it used to just really make me laugh. Um, and that commercial uh, was the Taco Bell commercial. And some of you might remember it or not, but the guy at the end of going to Taco Bell would say, I'm full. He would always yell that I'm full. I'm full. You know, when I go to, when I go to service, I want to leave the service saying I'm full that I received of God, you know, and, and, and it doesn't mean there, there's some, you know, there's nothing wrong with having peanut, uh, peanut butter and jelly for lunch. There's nothing wrong with having a snack, a tuna. In it. But sometimes you want, you need to be filled. You need to be full from what you receive. The Bible says, and the word of the Lord came unto me saying. Now, the word of the Lord signifies uh, his divine presence and it signifies his will. We should never ignore that. The word of the Lord came unto me saying, if God speaks to you in a dream, don't ignore that because that represents his presence. If God speaks to you in a vision, uh, that represents his presence. If you wake up and the scripture is on your mind, it represents his presence. Maybe you woke up with a song on your mind. It represents his presence, but it also represents his will because of what is in, combined with it. What's in, what was the vision? What was the dream? What was the scripture? What did it mean? What was God saying to you? What was in the words of the song that you heard? I love it because God knows how to uh, just really bless us, how to bless us. You know, he'll wake you up with a song that you haven't heard in ages. You'd you be scratching your head wondering, where did that come from? You haven't heard on the radio because they're not playing it. They're playing all that, uh, some other stuff, you know, that you know, something newer, but uh, but God knows how to wake you up with something that will stir your soul up. It, he will wake you up with it. I was walking through the kitchen and I heard that song. He was there all the time and I began to hum it. I had not been listening to that song, so I had to Google it and, and find out what it was, which and, and I realized, oh, my God. And it just began to bless my soul as I thought about and have meditated on uh, this past week or so of how God has been there no matter what. And that song didn't just pop up because I heard it on TV, Netflix or anything like that. I hadn't been near that song. 
but there it was in my spirit. And so I thank God for that. When God stirred you, God's word is only, it's only optional. It's only, it's only an option to those who do not know him or they're rebelling against him. So for us that are, that know the Lord, we don't, we don't look at his word when it comes as being an option. Well, you know, I have, I don't have to really do that. No, no, no. If it's written in the scripture, because God said heaven and earth will pass away, but my word is going to stand. It's written in the scripture. He said his word is even above his name. It's written in the word of God. How can you look at it as being an option? It's not optional. You have to do what God has said, unless you're just going to rebel against him. Well, God, I'm not going to do that because in my mind, it means something different, but that's not what the word of God is saying. And so therefore that it creates a conflict. And after a while, it also creates callous hearts where God even just stops dealing with you on that thing. And, you know, you can tell sometimes when you're talking to someone, you mention something and they kind of you can see the cringe uh, when it come down to the word uh, because they don't agree with you. Well, I'm sorry, you're not disagreeing with me. You disagreeing with the word with God. And the same books, then the books are open. The same word that you disagree with, the same word that you rebel against, the same word that you think is optional is going to be the book that is judging you. There was a time we did not know. And after finding out, we rebel. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 2 and 1 and uh, through the third verse, it said, and you have you quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. That was that was you and I. We were dead in trespasses and sin. Whereon in time past you walked according to the course of this world. And that's what we were doing. Whatever century, whatever generation, whatever time, whatever you were born in, you did those things. And, and, and God bless you if you're not one of those that did. According to the prince and the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath as others. So see, we're, we're no different than anyone else. We were no different than anyone else that rebelled against God until we came to the knowledge of truth and yield ourselves. And then the Bible said, for by the grace, for by grace you are saved. Thank you, Jesus. Through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, least any man should boast. The second verse, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, thus said the Lord God unto the shepherds, woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherd feed the flocks? Uh-oh. Now, usually when I'm watching a movie and I caught myself doing this, so I know I'm conscious, very conscious of it. Uh, when I see people in the movie and, you know, and they said, don't go in that room and they go in there anyway. And when they say run and they and they want to take a peek, you know, around the corner anyway and don't hide or anything like that. Or when they've done something and they've gotten caught. I usually say, "Ooh, you in trouble. Because you are in trouble. And then God is telling Ezekiel, let the shepherds of Israel know you are in trouble. 
Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? The message is specific to the shepherds, pastors. Mm. Pastor Carl, Pastor, um, whatever name that you want to put there, that no matter who they are, it's, it's to that pastor. It's to the elder, Elder Henderson, whatever name goes there, Bishop, whatever name goes there, Apostle, whatever name, or anyone claiming to be a watchman of God's people. God is speaking to them. He's speaking to us. You need to say that. God's speaking to me, you know, because we're talking about leadership here. This is one of those leadership uh, messages. And so he's speaking to us. He, he's not talking to the, to the sheep. This is particular to the shepherd. Woe means great stress or sorrow. So the shepherds, the pastors, the elders, bishops, apostles, or anyone claiming to be a watchman of God's people are responsible for the law of truth, uh, which is in the mouth, in his mouth. And iniquity is not supposed to be found in our lips. The Bible said he walketh with me in peace and equity and do not turn and turn many away from iniquity. That's the responsibility of the shepherd. So let's look at that. The shepherd has a responsibility of the law of truth uh, and not sinning, uh -huh, governing yourselves accordingly, uh, being a vessel of honor, not a vessel of dishonor, and walking with God in peace and equity and turning people away from sin. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge and they should keep the law of his mouth for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. So if the messenger, if the shepherd is not doing those things, then he is out the will of God. That's Malachi 2, 6 and 7. The truth, the whole truth is nothing but the truth is supposed to be given to you. When we open our mind, the truth should come out. Well, we need to shut our mouths. The Bible said what uh, is not what goes in a man that defiles it is what goes out of him. That includes the shepherd. God's peace should be present as well. And I, I put as well as the fear of God, because sometimes we become too familiar with God's leaders to the point where we say things or do things around them where that we should not do, knowing that they have to go and stand in the presence of God for the sheep. They have to go and give an account to God. We Yes, the account that we give to God has already begun. It's not limited to when, when, the, when we're caught up and we're standing in the presence of God because our responsibility is to stand in the presence of God now. And so I hope that your shepherd, I hope your leader, uh, wherever you are, uh, is doing the same thing and that is standing in the presence of God now. The third verse says, ye eat the fat and ye clothe you with wool. You kill them that are fed, but ye are not, uh, but ye feed not the flock. You're not feeding the people of God. You're not taking care of the responsibility that God gave. And this is what Ezekiel was told to tell the shepherds. He was told, look, you, you have to put them in check. Let them know because it's important for them to know where they are. This is not a show. This is not about fashion. 
Listen, let me put it this way. Here we go. Because I, I said earlier, I, I almost said something, but let me let me go here with it now. If I learn how to make money, it shouldn't be a big thing for me to teach you or to set up a class for you to learn how to make some some stacks and cheddar too. Now, then it, it's up to you whether you are willing to participate, but the option should be there. I appreciate uh, there's a ministry uh, that uh, Bishop Blake, I've, I've watched this ministry through the years and, you know, and I, I appreciate as I've watched the what he had established in helping others. That is the responsibility uh, of the shepherd is to help others, is to help you help yourself as well. It is not a welfare case, but it is to help you. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, one day he said, listen, he said, when you come to Pentecost, we're on our way to Pentecost, he said, he said, bring an empty suitcase. And so I made sure to leave room in the trunk and I brought the empty suitcase, but he handed me because he knew I was interested in technology at that time. And he just filled the trunk up with books, um, database books, programming. And that's what I was in, was getting involved in. That's what I'm involved in even at this moment. And so instead of him giving me a fish to eat for a day, he gave, he taught me how to fish so that I could eat every day. Shepherds, responsibility is to learn. You know, as I, you've heard me say before, a man can never rise above his knowledge. So when you stop reading things, when you stop reading outside of, you know, uh, and, and, and stop learning and educating yourself, you become limited. God told us, shepherd has to pass this on. I'm telling you now, study to show yourself approved. Pick up a book, turn the TV off, spend some quality time reading. Read the word of God, get in Proverbs, because it's talking about wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And spend some time reading something that is of interest, something that's going to educate you and feed you so you can have a different conversation. Sometimes the conversation that people have is just limited. It's the same old, same old. There's nothing new. and Or even they can't even debate anything because they haven't studied nothing. We need to be the shepherd. Respond, stir up. Stir up those things. And so the shepherd had a responsibility to help the people, uh, to help the people understand God, to help the people within themselves. Remember, they were all in captivity and God is setting the stage for restoration. That's where we're headed. Now, God, from the first chapter all the way through to where we are right now, to this very point of me mentioning this, this third, 34 and three, it's all about the restoration, correction. In order to get into the blessing, you must be corrected. People want the blessing, but they don't want to be corrected. They want the blessing, but they do not want to change their ways. Well, I tell you what, go ahead and take the blessing without changing your way, because you're not going to have nothing else in the end. If you want something in the end, you can be blessed and saved as well, because that is the plan of God. I would that you would prosper even as your soul prosper. So you can have it both. And that's what God's will is. So they were in captivity and God is setting a stage for restoration. He shines the light on the elders. He's already dealt with the people. He's dealt with the enemy of the people. And now he is shining the light upon the leadership. 
The light is on the elders, the bishops, the apostles, the pastors, the watchmen. God's light is not like Philip's light bulb. It's not like GE or TCP or, 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 or FIT. It's not like that. The Edison bulb and Latimer's improvement to the bulb then and now are limited, but not God's. Psalmist said in uh, 119 and uh, 105, it says, Thy word is a light, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So God's word is still illuminating our path so that we can be saved, so that we can live in prosperity the way that he designed. And that he is that. And let me tell you, all things has labor. <laughs> There's not anything you're going to do that doesn't have any type of labor involved with it. God is lighting the path. Hebrews 4 and 12 said, for the word of the Lord is, remember the same word that is a light, the same word that is a lap, for the word of the Lord is quick and powerful and sharper than the two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and to the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. So see, God knew exactly what he was dealing with when he was speaking with the shepherds because the word of God had already illuminated. The word of God had already uh, had already uh, took everything apart, looked at it piece by piece, went through every piece, every part of the soul and spirit, joint and marrow, because he is a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. They are, they were consuming, who, who was consuming it? The elders, the bishops, the apostles, the pastors, the watchmen, they were consuming the people's finances. They didn't have much. They were in captivity. So they were taking a food. They were taking forbidden advantage of them. Now, the Bible, this is where Paul steps in uh, and Titus, uh, Pastor Titus, speaks out. And the word of God says for a bishop. Now, when I use the word bishop here, I'm talking about anybody in leadership, a pastor. I'm talking about elders. I'm talking about anyone. That is in leadership. So the scripture says for a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, not soon angry, not given to wine, not striker, nor given to filthy lucre, uh, whose mouth must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre sake. So uh, don't be chasing after money. You're teaching things and, and, and doing stuff and getting people attention and telling them what they want to hear what you think they want to hear in order to, to get uh, that honorarium, to be invited back, all that. Give the people what is needed. It's going to save their soul. Give the people what is needed to save their soul because there is an accountability upon all of us to do that. Listen, the fourth verse says, the disease you have not strengthened, okay? God has already scoped it out. He's telling you there are people that are ill and you haven't strengthened them in any kind of way. Neither have you healed that which was sick. People are sick and you're not praying for them. You're not calling. You're not praying for those that are sick. You're not praying for those that are diseased and you not haven't strengthened them. You have not bound up that which was broken. Someone is broken. The heart is broken. Someone may be physically broken, spirit broken. And you have not bound them up. Neither have you brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought that which was lost. But with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. Conditions of the flock, 
They were diseased, weak, sickly, broken, scattered, lost, enslaved by the individual who was supposed or individuals who were supposed to make them free. God was very angry and very, and he still is very upset about that. How is it, you know, when I when I was growing up and you know you're watching the movies, let me let me put it this way, the preacher had a Cadillac. Why was the people walking? The people, the why did the preacher have a Cadillac and the people walking? Why does the preacher get the fattest piece of chicken and, and everybody else? Is, I, I, I like wings myself, so let me tell you. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? Get the biggest piece of cornbread, the the uh, the plate of greens, and, and the kids are sitting there. Listen, listen. Children should not be walking around barefooted, hosing their tennis shoes and, and, or anything like that because of a sacrifice that's being given to God. It's not about that. He's about equality. God is about, and so here we are today in the word of God in Ezekiel, the 34th chapter, and God is speaking about this. And some of us have seen the, this type of activity. Some of us have seen this and been exposed to it. I'm not scared to speak out against those things and to take a stand because I plan on, I'm going to be saved. You know, I've already looked at it. I've counted up the cost as the Bible said, count up the cost. You're getting older. Each one of us is, is getting, a, is taking a step closer every day to eternity. And there's only one of two places that you're going to land. You need to make a decision today. You need to make a decision right now and then keep your mind made up. Stop the fluctuating up one moment, down the next. Oh, I can't hold on. I must go out and do this. I must give myself over to sin. No, stop that foolishness and give yourself over to the Lord and don't turn back. You can do it. You can just like you had learned to resist the word of God, resist the devil. The Bible said resist the devil by calling upon the name of Jesus and he'll flee. Resist him. Stay away from folks that you should not be around that you know will cause you, will encourage you, coerce you to sin. Evil communication cover up good manners. It don't matter who we are. This flesh will cave and give in. It wars against the spirit. And so you got to hang out with those that are of like mind. You got to hang out with that. You got to hang out with those that are like spirit. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, and so uh, you, you need to, uh, water and oil don't mix. That's what I'm trying to get out. But there was a scripture that I was looking for. The fifth verse says this, and I, I'm coming to a close here. The fifth verse says, and they were scattered because there was no shepherd and they became meat to the beast of the field when they were scattered. This is this is scary here. This really frightens me uh, because there are because people have been exposed to things, you know, where um, they left the church. They left the church because and I'm talking about leadership. They left the church because the leader, you know, was what the leader had done. It's, you know, I've seen leaders that got hooked on crack cocaine. I've seen leaders that was drinking. I've seen, you know, and you don't have to give into that. And it hurts to see a leader, the fall of anybody. It's, you don't want to see anybody lost. And so you have to be careful. You don't want to see anybody lost, but it, it has an impact. 
And so then people are scattered because of the shepherd, because of they, they've left their responsibility and they begin to feed their flesh. They begin to feed themselves and it becomes damnable, it becomes damnable. That's why you have to pray for leadership. You should, you should be praying for me. Pray for leadership. Pray for leaders, both spiritually and naturally. Pray for the leadership right? so that because I'm praying for you. And my responsibility is that if you are not being faithful, I'm going to come ask you why you're not being faithful. Now, I may not use those words, but I'm going to dig into why and where you are. What are you doing? Because God is that's a responsibility that God gave the shepherd. God gave the shepherd responsibility. If the spirit is broken, you need to wound, you need to uh, you need to apply some balm and healing that spirit. What is wrong? The sheep is a responsibility of the shepherd. When the wolf come, you need to warn, even if they don't want to hear, but he's cute. No, look, he's a wolf. But she is look, no, she is a wolf. She's a wolf. And so I'm warning you now before you become devoured. It is responsibility of the shepherd that when the sheep are scattered to get them back together. Right now, sheep are scattered. People are scattered because of the pandemic, because of things that are going on. And it's the responsibility of the leaders, the shepherds, to, uh, to get the people back together. And when the sheep gate is open, the people, the sheep should be walking through it unless they're rebelling. The Bible tells us this. The shepherd goes the extra mile. And they were scattered because there was no shepherd and they became meat to all beasts of the field when they were scattered. The good shepherd goes the extra mile. The heart of the shepherd is to oversee the well-being of the sheep. Isaiah 61, 1 through 3 says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Yes, he is. And I'm grateful. I'm so thank you, Lord Jesus, because you cannot do this without the spirit of God. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because the Lord have anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. Let me tell you, let me let me tell you something. When God anoints you to speak his word, when God anoints you and place a call upon you, you're not the only one that receives it. There are others, because the Bible said, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word is established. So if you went to school because you thought it was a good deal to get licensed, or to maybe you signed up online and got some somebody gave you some old false let me just be real gave you some old fake piece of paper telling you that you are now a minister you've been lied to you've been deceived because of the calling that comes from god and he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captive and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them the that mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. But pastor, you don't know. This pastor does know. This pastor know what it means to be comforted. This pastor knows what it means to uh, to need beauty for ashes, uh, joy. Uh, this pastor knows what it means to put on a garment of praise uh, 
in the spirit of heaviness. This pastor knows what it means to experience and deal with those things. And I'm here tonight to tell you, and those that will be listening to this uh, uh, afterwards, that will be listening to this. Again, my question is, what are you eating? Is it, are you being fed the right, are you being given a right meal? Is your soul being nurtured? Will you stand before the Lord? When Daniel was in the consecration, mm, thank you, Jesus. When Daniel was in the consecration, the, 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 the leader that was over them, over them as eunuchs said, look, I can't have you consecrating and then say you stand before the king and the king look at you and, and, and question what's going on here. Why do you look all scrawny? Why do you look all uh, undernourished? What is wrong with you? And Daniel told him, said, look, we'll look better than everyone else. And if not, then we'll follow your your lead and what you're telling us that we should eat and drink the king, eat the king's meat, drink his wine and all of that. But at the end of the at the end of the test, the, pro, the probation period that Daniel gave him a few days, they looked at fair than everyone else. The shepherd's responsibility is to make sure that you look fair when God looks at you. He wants to see fairness. He wants to see you well. He wants to see you, uh, the, the ticks, uh, no ticks on you. No, no birds that have attached itself to your fleece. No ailment. And if there is a, you know, if there was a breakage that is being taken care of, you know, that, that, that everything is well, because that's what God would do. The good shepherd. We're under shepherds and we're not lords over his flock. God bless you. I hope something was said that, that encourages your heart and that you will share with someone else. Uh, and and uh, listen, if you have not dedicated your life, dedicate your life to him. If you need to rededicate your life, please do it. Rededicate your life unto the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for this short time of exhortation. Your word this evening ask that you would bless those that were listening, Lord. Remember the prayer requests that have gone up. Remember the unspoken requests, Lord God. Ask that you would continue to bless this your people, Lord God, as they are obedient. Bless the obedient, Lord God, and stir up the mind of those that are not. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. Remember the songs that are that are uh, on that are being played. You know of our psalms, our psalmstress, and those featured the respective property of the artists and producers. I'm excited about Jesus. I hope you are too. And remember that He is Lord. If no one else has told you today, or, or you know, or some are about to lay down. Others are uh, are getting up. You know, some like me are in the middle of the day. I count this as part of my middle of the day. You know, Jesus is Lord. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. If you're near, amen, stop in. Wait, give us a wave. Say hello. Until then, I hope to see you here or to see you there. God bless you.